0: Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asien. Napoleon Asien is the son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asien has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. I can't feel the clapping in the house, is what I was saying. The auditorium is doing better, but you can do even more. Thank you, Lord. We want to fall deeper in love with you, Lord. We want to be standing and withstanding (laughs) in the name of Jesus. Well, we have come to the blessed time that we have been waiting for. Live here at Parklands in Cape Town. Cape Town, CCL, wherever you are in the Eastern Cape. The Spirit of the Living God is with you this morning. All the way from uh, King Williamstown to Port Elizabeth, Nelson Mandela, all the way to Kielicha, and here in Parklands. With Jesus' joy, stand up in your room and help me to welcome our pastor, the son of Bishop Doug Hayward Mills, Bishop Napoleon Essier.
1: I can't feel you. Hallelujah. Amen, amen the men. Amen. And amen, the ladies. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this wonderful opportunity we have to be in your presence. Let your will be done. And above all, may we not be the same because we came. Holy Spirit of God, have your way and let your will be done. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Wow, what a blessing. Please be seated in heavenly places. Those in your rooms also, I'm sure you are getting seated. If you are sitting already, I don't know what you would do. But then be part of the service. Amen. What a blessing and what an honor for us to be together once again. Amen. And people have been calling and asking whether they can come. And I said, we can only gather 50. And even the 50, only the technical men are coming. The rest are new people who are joining. Hallelujah. So let us still keep praying for the day that we will all come together as uh, we used to do before the lockdown. Amen. And that day is coming and approaching very fast. Hallelujah. Somebody, it's a good place to put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. I have missed church, and I have missed so many people. I really wish I can give everybody a hug. But in this condition, (laughs) we give the hug by elbows. You get it. So, at the comfort of your room, may the Lord reach you out there. May he perform that which concerns you, and may he perfect Your faith in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to say a big thank you also to uh, Bishop Rufio. How many have enjoyed the season that we were streaming live from Pictoria Apache? Wow. Put your hands together. I mean, it's so nice also to be preached to. I mean, I now know how it feels to be on the bench, trotting on the sideline. But we've enjoyed uh, the faith series. And it's amazing how God works. Before the lockdown, we're doing faith series. And he continued from there powerfully every Sunday. It was a blessing. And we want to say a very big thank you to our chairman. Amen. But today is a blessed day. Amen. And we thank God for the ability to be able to gather again. Time is fast spent, but I want us to start uh, uh, a new series. We are going to continue on faith. Yeah. And I believe that God is going to bless us all. Amen. You know, during this season, one of the things that I kept thinking about it is whether I have been a good shepherd. One of the things that I kept thinking, analyzing, assessing my own self is whether I have been a good custodian, whether I have been a good assistant to Bishop Doug. Hallelujah. That he is not here. That is why he sent me here. So when the lockdown started, I began to uh, assess myself. Have I done what he would have done for you if he were here himself? Are you here? And I thank God for always a second chance and opportunity to do what you want to do. Amen. I I believe that this season is a season that everybody needs to take stock of your life and be very purposeful in whatever you are doing. You cannot run your life as though there's nothing at stake. This is just the first of many to come. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us clearly, that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Gross darkness shall come upon the earth, but the light of God will also descend upon his people. Hallelujah. So there is going to be darkness. Take darkness is going to come, but the darkness is going to benefit us, the Christians. The benefit of uh, 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 darkness is that it causes the light to shine better. Without darkness, there is no essence of light. We need darkness in order to shine. Hallelujah. So as the darkness increases and becomes thick, so shall our brightness be in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So I want to continue from where we, lo- we left off. We're talking about faith. And I believe I had gotten to claim it. They're claiming it is the confession. Amen. And we saw the five different kinds of confession. We noticed that there's confession for sins. You can confess your sins. The Bible talks about it in First John chapter 1, 7, 8, and 9. That when we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Is that not it? And there is also Confession of Jesus Christ for salvation. Confession of Jesus. Now, when you are an unbeliever, you cannot confess your sins because you are a sin. You don't have a sin. Those who confess their sins are those who are born again and their sins have been forgiven. So, when they err, then we can confess our faults. Are you here? But for you to be born again, you need to confess Jesus Christ. Because it's not that you were going to confess the sins of yesterday or last year. Yeah, you don't even exist. Because the Bible teaches that when you are not born again, you are spiritually dead and you are not alive. And if you are not alive, how can you have sins? It's not possible. Hallelujah. So we read about that in... Romans chapter 10, verse number 9 and 10. It talks about the fact that if we confess the Lord Jesus Christ, remember, he did not say we should confess our sins. He said, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Then he goes further to explain why. He said, for with the heart man believeth, Unto righteousness. And with the mouth. Confession is made. Unto salvation. Hallelujah. And right there. You learn. That it is a general principle. That operates in the kingdom of God. But we learn. Of that specific instance. Okay. So it is not only for salvation. That you need to believe. With your heart And confess with your mouth. It's a general principle that in this kingdom, you need to believe whatever you want to believe God for, whatever you need God to do for you. You will have to believe it with your heart and with your mouth. You confess it. So if you want to get married, you need to believe God that God is going to give you a nice, faithful wife. Hallelujah. And believing it is not enough, but you need to confess it. That, Lord, I receive my wife. Hallelujah. In the same way, if you are waiting till you have employment, you will receive the letter before you begin to thank God that you have employment. It's not going to come. You need to believe that God has given you. Hallelujah. And when you believe it, you go ahead and confess it. In Mark chapter 11, verse number 24, Jesus Spoke about something. He said, Listen to this. If Mark is in your Bible, go there quickly. And this is just a recap so we can do what we need to do today. Are you in Mark? Mark chapter 11, verse number 24. All right. Are you there? Okay. Okay. He said, therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Amen. Before this, Peter has seen that the tree that Jesus cast has dried up within 24 hours, under 24 hours, and he was so surprised. So he had to ask the Lord. He said, Look, when you read from verse number 21, the Bible says, And Peter, calling to remembrance, said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. And Jesus, answering, said unto them, Have faith in God. This morning, may you have faith in God. 23. For verily I say unto you, whatsoever, or whosoever, sorry, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass shall have whatsoever he said. Amen. So right here, Jesus teaches, he said, whosoever, whoever you you are, whether you got born again today or last year or you've been around for a long time, if you can command something, you can declare something, and you will not doubt in your heart, but you will believe in your heart that whatever you are saying will happen. He said, then you shall have whatsoever you say. You need to believe it first. So, this also, Jesus says it. Then he comes to the verse number 24 to establish the doctrine that, therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire. So, this is a blank check, open check. What things soever you desire. Whosoever. The thing is so interesting. Whosoever and what things soever you desire. When you pray, believe That you receive them. Okay? You need to believe that you have received your accommodation, you have received your employment, you have received uh, the appointment, you have received your wife or your husband, you have received their anointing, you have become a mega church pastor. You need to believe that you have received it. Then you shall have them. So, till you receive it, you can never have them. Amen. That is how faith works. So, when you believe that you have received something, the next appropriate thing you will do is to thank God. So, anytime you are not able to thank God for what you have prayed for, it means your faith has not risen to a place where you have received it. Amen. Are you there? So, that is a very important recap that we needed to do about uh, faith. Amen. Then we went further to see the confessions. Confessing your sins for forgiveness and also confessing your fault one to another so that you will be healed. You know, you can confess your sins to God and God will forgive you. But if you did whatever was wrong against me and you speak to God, God will forgive you. But our relationship will not be healed. So there is a point where we also confess our fault to one another. Or the secret sins that nobody knows about it. The reason why it is continuing, unabated, it is like something you cannot handle, is because nobody knows about it. The day you will confess that sin to another person, the back of Satan will be broken over that uh, uh, particular sin. Because when you confess your sin, that, oh, I, I lie, or I, I still drink, your friend is going to ask you with time, are you still drinking? There's a power that comes for you to be healed as you confess your fourth one to another. Amen. Then we also um, uh, spoke about confessing Jesus Christ for salvation. And the fourth type of confession is The confession of our faith. Hallelujah. The confession of our faith. Turn your Bibles with me, if you can, to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 10. Let's read from verse number 23. Hebrews chapter 10. I will just introduce the topic. So, I'm sharing with you the Apostles' Creed. That's the series that we are going to be doing, the Apostles' Creed confession of our faith, but the title is the Apostles Creed. Are you there in Hebrews chapter 20, chapter 10, verse number 23? Hebrews. Is it in your Bible? All right. Hebrews chapter 10. I'm reading from verse number 23. If you are there, say amen. Those in the house, please get a Bible. Try and locate it. Try and locate it. It has a way of causing you to remember what you were reading. If not, you will hear something, but you will never be sure. Go ahead. All right. So, Bible says, and I read, Let us hold fast. The profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Amen. Can we read it together? One go in the house, join one go. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Amen. Now, the Bible says that we should hold fast. We should hold firm. We should take very good hold of the profession. Okay? That word there is also uh, translated. When you have a good Bible, strong, you see that there's a letter by it. When you find out, you notice that the same word is also translated confession. Okay? Yeah. And... So the Bible is telling us that we should hold fast the confession of our faith. Amen. We should hold fast the confession of our faith. Without wavering. We shouldn't be wavering. We should be still. We should be steadfast. Why? It said, for he is faithful. That promised. And this is where, you know, one of the things that the Lord laid on my heart during this uh, lockdown period. That most of the people, including pastors and including men of God, don't even know the confession of our faith. It is easy for somebody to be in church for a long time and he may not even know what he believes in or what we believe in as Christians. Hallelujah. Because this powerful scripture we read is taking out Maybe it will be better if we read a bit more than you understand. How many remember Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 25? Hebrews 10, 25. I'm sure they all the shepherds. This has been our memory scripture. That's the scripture that we know. Okay, so will you want to quote it? Not for seeking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. But exalting one another, and so might the more, as ye see the day approaching. This is what we know. But before this is something, Hallelujah! We always talk about this, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Why? There is a reason why, and it comes to say as we see the day approaching. But I'm sure that it will even be better when we read from um, verse number. 19, verse number 19, the Bible says, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he has consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. And having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Then we come to the 23. Let us hold fast the profession or the confession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful, that promise. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not for seeking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exalting one another. Okay? And so might the more as ye see the day approaching. Hallelujah. So the Bible is talking about the finished work of Christ. When you read from the beginning, it talks about the fact that if the law was perfect, Jesus wouldn't have come. And he came uh, to perfect it and so that by his death and his resurrection, he has paid and has given himself as an offering, as a sacrifice. He entered once so that we will not have to go to God with the blood of bulls and calves and doves every year. Every year. Because that was not perfect. If it was perfect, if the blood of bulls could take away sins, then why were we going in the Old Testament every now and then, every year they will go? And another translation says, even the very fact that we go every year reminds you of your sins. <laughs> the fact that you will have to go every year, you remember what you took last year. And what you have to take this year to go and sacrifice for your sin. It keeps on reminding us of the things that we did wrong. Hallelujah. So in that way, the Old Testament, the law was not perfect. That is why God had to send his son to come and die. And to uh, sacrifice his life and his blood. To cleanse us once and for all. Hallelujah! So that we don't need to go every year to uh, purify ourselves or atone for our sins by blood of cows and bulls and all that. Are you there? And it talks about it that because of this we should live a certain way and we should understand that we should be consecrated and we can even enter into the Holy of Holies because Jesus Christ has parted the middle uh, wall or the veil that prevented us from having access. And he goes on to say that we should draw near with a pure heart in full assurance or in full faith, having our hearts sprinkled from the evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. That is the word of God. Then he continues to say, the verse number 24, that, we should rather provoke one another into love and to good works. Amen. We should provoke one another into love and into good works. Why? Because the time, the time, the time of our departure, the time of the end is coming. Seeing, that is where he talks about in verse number 25. Not forsaking. That when we look at the time that we are in, I believe that there is no time like the time we are in. These scriptures are apt and appropriate, expressing the very desire for which it was written and recorded in the Word. Amen. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. Then he talks about it as we see the day approaching. What day is it? It's talking about the judgment day. It's talking about the rapture. It's talking about the day that we will never be around any longer. We will have to account for our stewardship, the life that God has given us. And one of the things that the Bible says we should do in order to be able to prepare for the day that is coming, it said we should hold fast. Are you here? We should hold fast our Profession or our confession. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith. Amen. Because there is a coming judgment, because there is a coming day that everyone will have to be judged of the things we have done. Now, the Bible admonishes us that we should hold on to our profession. We should hold on to our confession. Now, How can you hold on to something if you don't know what it is? This is what brings us. Many people don't know what we believe in as Christians. Many people don't know what they have come to. Hallelujah. That is why I'm talking about the Apostles' Creed. Amen. If I should ask now, what do you believe in as a Christian? You know, and the amazing thing, when we talk about the Apostles' Creed, how many know the Apostles' Creed? How many of us know it? (laughs) Hey, my leaders, some of them don't know. (laughs) And you also in the house, you don't know it as well. (laughs) Meanwhile, we have been Christians. So you see, you can be part of a journey. Like the Bible says that 250 people uh, followed Absalom in the innocence of their mind. They did not know what was happening. Sometimes people come to a place, their people are totoing. they are demonstrating, they also join. Hey, hey, woo, hey let the fist fall. Hey, 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 hey. You don't even know what is happening. Then you join. It has happened also in our day that people are in churches, including pastors, including pastors, they don't even know what is the profession of our faith. What is the confession of our faith? Hallelujah! And as the Lord laid it upon my heart, beginning of the lockdown, I called my children. I said, I need to let us do this. So we started in the hope that this is what we believe in as Christians. Amen. So the Apostles' Creed, what is it? Is It's the Summary, okay, the universally accepted summary of the doctrine or the belief of the Christian faith. You know, we have different sects in Christians. But when it comes to the Apostles' Creed, almost every, whether Orthodox, Catholic, Methodist, Anglican, uh, Charismatic, Pentecostal, every one of them, this is what we believe in. Hallelujah. So anyone who don't believe in this, I mean, it's, it's, it's too bad. But the most amazing thing is that many people in our day don't even know what we believe in as Christians. Are you here? So what is this summary? What is this summary? Okay, so we'll take it together. One, go. Okay, let me take it then. You can... Uh, come after me. Because by the time we are finishing this series, you must, every morning you should be able to recite it, like the Lord's Prayer. Okay? It will guide you and it will help you. So the Apostle Creed says this. It said, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. Okay? I believe in God the Father almighty maker of heaven and earth and in Jesus Christ his only son our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Ghost and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate was crucified died and buried. He descended into hell The third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and seated on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence, he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. Then the last portion says, I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the uh, communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins hallelujah the resurrection of the body and the life eternal amen so you notice that it talks about who god is the questions that the apostle Creed answers or the question about what we believe in it answers who is god who is jesus who is the holy spirit and what is the church And how can salvation be, or what is salvation and the effect and the result of salvation? And as I have been studying, I noticed something very unusual. Hallelujah. Yeah. That we need to know, every Christian needs to know who God is. Everyone. And when you look at even the Apostles' Creed, you know, everyone, all the religions believe that there is God. Okay? So, when they were writing the Apostles' Creed, there was no much emphasis on who God the Father is. So, only one statement. Why is it called the Apostles' Creed? It is divided into 12 uh, statements. It is divided. So, it was like each apostle will have to remember one or uh, state one to (laughs) reorganize what we believe in. Are you here? And I noticed that God, the Father Almighty, there was no question. Everybody believed that there is God. So they made one statement that we believe in God, the Father Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth. The question, the reason why we have a lot about Jesus, okay, that we believe in Jesus Christ, his only son. Are you here? His only son who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, given birth to by a virgin. Then he goes on and goes on. The question about who Jesus was, was what people did not want to believe. Hallelujah. And in the time that they were writing the Apostles' Creed, the work of the apostles were so clear and manifest. So also with one statement, we, I believe in the Holy Ghost, they summarized. Because, I mean, dead were being raised. The apostles, the book of the Acts were there. Nobody could doubt about who the Holy Spirit is. But the question was, who is Jesus? So there is a lot that we need to learn about it. And in our day, I think that whatever we need to do, we don't even need to think about where we are. Even if it's obvious, we need to document it. I really wish they had documented everything about the Father and also the Holy Spirit. Because in our day, many people don't even have the Holy Spirit. In our day, many people. So if they had also written a lot about the Holy Spirit, it will serve us a lot of good. They should have gone ahead and also write a lot about the Father as well, Amen. Because at the time, I think the question about the deity, who Jesus was, even in the Bible, you notice that Martha could not believe when Jesus asks her, "Do you believe that I am the resurrection and the life?" You know, you can believe in something, but do you believe? It ask you all to. That is the question. People believe in God, but whether they believe in the God that you are talking about as the maker of heaven and earth. Amen. That is the question. So we are going to embark on a journey to learn the Apostles' Creed. My, my brothers and sisters, I can tell you. I can tell you that without, if you don't know the Apostles' Creed, you can easily fall into uh, heresies. You can fall into apostasy. When we look at the church today, the apostasy, the deviation, and the defection we have all around that we can see in the church perhaps could be avoided if we had responsible and diligent clergymen who even align their teachings and their preachings to the Apostles' Creed perhaps we will not go so far from what we have in our day. Because many people don't even know what we believe in as Christians. There are things that are being taught that are not part of the Christian faith. But if we knew our confession and our profession as Christians, that we believe in God the Father Almighty and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, who was conceived by the holy spirit there wouldn't be an occasion for me to argue with somebody who the holy spirit is because we don't know what our confession our faith is that is why we have all this if we only believe if only we believe in the in the forgiveness of sin okay the resurrection of the dead life eternal and, you, judgment that is coming. I like the last portion of the first one. It said, oh, from thence he is seated on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. If we believe in judgment, oh, many people, you see, the, I, am, I am telling you that pull, pull, pull up your socks. We are going to embark on a journey to learn the Apostles' Creed. And if you are a clergy, you are a pastor, whatever, you don't even know what to do, make sure you learn the Apostles' Creed and allow your preachings and teachings to align. Whatever you are preaching, find out where does it fit in the Apostles' Creed. Because this is the accepted, not from yesterday, from the beginning, from A.D. 200 up to now. This is the accepted, the universal accepted doctrine of the Christian faith. So you cannot bring anything new that is not part of the Apostles' Creed. Hallelujah. Are you here? I I think that you don't like the message. (laughs) Are you here? Somebody say, I believe in God the Father Almighty. The maker of heaven and earth. Amen. Amen. If you believe in that, you will not bring the theory of evolution. I am not a developed ape. God has given me so much understanding and intelligence to consider myself a developed or improved ape. Hallelujah. The throwing away of the Apostles' Creed has brought a lot of heresies. Yeah, The apostasy must... Look, and as we are in the end time, as as we are in the end time, it is my responsibility as a clergy to make sure that you know what you believe in. It is my responsibility to, to ensure that you will not end up in hell. It is my responsibility to ensure that you know what we confess as a believer. How can you be a believer? for four years, five years, and you don't even know what we believe in. It's in our uh, book, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, name it, claim it, and take it. Bishop wrote it somewhere there, but I'm very sure many people will jump over that one to confess uh, confessions for uh, breakthrough. And How to confess some positive confessions to... Uh, uh, have mega marriages and business and other things. But right there, right there, it is there. We jump it, it's like, oh, we don't need this one. We need something else. But this is what we need. Hallelujah. I said, this is what we need. As a body of Christ, as a church, this is the confession. Every believer, no matter your denomination, no matter where you are, this is what we believe in. As the body of Christ. What a profound summary. I said, what a profound summary. It's so profound. It touches on everything. Hallelujah. The essentials. It touches on the essentials of the Christian faith. That when you believe in it. And you read about it. And you have scriptures to support it. Oh, you will be a good Christian. And I see you becoming a good Christian. I said, I see you becoming a good Christian. In the name of Jesus. God, the Bible says that hold fast to your confession. I would like to read this same scripture. What we read. I think that it will be better if we get it from the NLT. I'm trying. NLT. Hebrews. Chapter 10, I'm reading from verse number 19 again. It says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. Amen. Wow. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place and since we have a high, a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean and our bodies have been washed with pure water. 23. Let us hold tightly. Are you there? Let us hold hot. Let us hold hot Tightly. Without wavering. To the hope we affirm. What is the hope we affirm? Many people don't have the hope we affirm. That's what we are talking about. The hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. Amen. You can trust God that Jesus will come, as the Bible says, that he's coming, okay, to judge the quick and the dead. That there will be, there will be the resurrection of the dead. Don't think that when you go to heaven, you will be like a balloon, air bubbles moving around. No. There is a resurrection of the dead. That is why you are not serious about your Christian life. You think that you will be like a a vapor. Nobody sees you. No. The rich man saw Lazarus. There is a resurrection of the dead. Hallelujah. There is forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah. Oh, I am so motivated. I don't know about you. But I feel so excited. I feel so, so warm. Oh, and charged. Hallelujah. I'm holding on to my confession. I'm holding on to my profession. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. Verse number 24. Let us think of ways to motivate one another. Oh man, I like it. Let us think of ways to motivate one another. To acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! The day of his return is drawing near. Let us hold on to our confession. Hallelujah! Believe in God the Father Almighty. Believe in Jesus Christ as the only Son, as the only Son Of God. Amen. Yeah. He's our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Born of the Virgin Mary. Oh yes. He lived just to die. I like it when the Bible said that he suffered under Pontius Pilate. Was crucified. Died. Buried. He descended into hell. The third day. He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and seated on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence you shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost. I believe in the Holy Catholic Church. The Catholic Church is not the Roman Catholic that you know. When we say Catholic, we are talking about it. It's an English word. It means universal. That means Anglican. Methodist, Roman Catholic, Pentecost, Lighthouse, all the other churches. The, is the universal church. The Bible talks about one body by different parts. Amen. There's only one body. Jesus himself is the head of the church. And all the churches coming together forms his body. Hallelujah. And we believe in the holy world. Catholic church, the universal church. Amen. That is why we don't speak against pastors. That is why we don't speak. You may not be in our denomination. We don't speak against you. Because we believe in the Holy Catholic Church. You see, that's what I'm saying. If the the confession of our faith, if other pastors know, how can a pastor preach against his fellow pastor? It's only because you don't know the profession of your faith. It's only because you cannot cut part of your body. How many of us are having uh, uh, rashes and uncomely places? Some of the rashes, if you like, why don't you take a knife and cut that portion off? You are waiting patiently, adding lotion and other things for it to heal. Why don't you cut even the part of the body that is not working well? You love it. Why don't you cut your armpit off as it smells like like that? You are rather buying other things to reduce the odor and and the things that are coming there. So when there's a church that is even going off, we have a responsibility. Oh, as we believe in the Holy Catholic Church, we have a responsibility to pray towards that. We believe in the fellowship, the communion of the saints. Yeah. That is when you see somebody in a different church, it's not your enemy. Yeah. The person may not be speaking in tongues. Like the people that Paul met in Corinth, having passed through. He met some people, they also did not know whether there were any Holy Ghost or whatever. So the people who are not speaking in tongues, the Bible recalls it. There are people like that. They are part of the church. Hallelujah. When we believe and we learn about our confession and our faith, oh, our behavior will change. I say our behavior will change. I call on every leader, every shepherd. If there's somebody under you, you need to teach the person what you believe in as a Christian. You yourself must know what you believe in as a Christian, then you can teach it. Yeah, you cannot move around and you don't know the Apostles' Creed. What are you doing? There must be exams only on this. Yeah, you write the Apostles' Creed and you provide the scriptures to support each, of, each one of them. The, the series has started. This, today is just the introduction. There's no time for us to go into it. But may the Lord help us. I say may the Lord help us. May the body of Christ all be edified. May we confess our our, our uh, profession once again. May the faith of the Christian, Christian race, the Christian religion be known by all Christians. Hallelujah. Oh, I pray that even the little ones, everyone in church will know what we believe in. Yeah. If we know what we believe in the salvation, that's why I thank God for the life of Bishop Doug. And when you look into the Bible and you you read the apostles' creed, you understand that this man saw ahead. Our father saw ahead. That is why when you go to a school like the school of solid foundation, you you do about the father, you do about the son, you do about the Holy Spirit. Are you here? Yeah, you, you do about sin, hell, different things. A conquest. By the time you have gone through the school of solid foundation, you notice that you have covered a bigger chunk of the Apostles' Creed. But now we are going to take it and believe it. anything you are reading, you need to find out where does it fit. It's just like being in a school. Can I talk to you for just three more minutes? It's just like being in a school. Exams is coming and you are learning things that is not in the syllabus. The things that you are learning, you are not going to be assessed on. There are things that you are going to be assessed on, my sister. You need, you can You see, there are things that you like learning. You like reading. It's okay, but it's extra knowledge. Yeah, There are things that we do, you can do in the church, but it is not fundamental. The fundamental Uh, uh, units, and the thing that brings us together, the common place that we all find ourselves as Christians, is when we talk about the Apostles' Creed. We all believe in it. We all believe in God the Father Almighty. Amen. We all believe in His only Son, Jesus Christ. We all believe in the uh, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And as we do, may the Lord bless us. Oh, may God give us understanding. In the mighty name of Jesus. May the Lord help us. I say may the Lord help us. In the name of Jesus. Every pastor. I can tell you. There are pastors that you don't know. Sometimes you are confused. You don't know whether you are called or not. I have advice for you. Align your teachings. Because sometimes. Because you are not sure you are called or whatever. You don't know what to preach. You just read anything and you are going. Whatever you are preparing to teach find out where it fits in the apostles creed you will help yourself and you will help your congregation like paul told timothy he said when you do this thou will save thyself and save those who hear you don't don't go so far the deviations are too much now yeah the deviations are too much now maybe next next week god willing we'll go into it that is why now we have doctrines of god the father god the father and god the mother it's because and Christians here are confused because you don't know god the mother and different things and there's no scripture to support it but they will be showing you pictures hey i i don't know but i feel the church of god being edified yeah i see us being cleansed and being prepared for the returning. I, I like what the Bible says. He said, don't foresee that the returning of the master is at hand. Hallelujah. As the returning of the master, look, stop all this thing and concentrate on the main work. Stop all the, all the things you are doing and make sure that you know what we believe in. Hallelujah. Yeah, you know what you believe in as Christians and as you do, God will bless us together. In the name of Jesus, this is where we will end our time. As far as spent, we want to say before we go. Maybe somebody invited you, or uh, you just chance upon the link on Facebook and you stayed. God had you in mind. God had you in mind. Yeah, I want to pray with you if you would like to. Rededicate your life. Sometimes you feel that you even believed. But as we are talking about the Apostles' Creed, you notice that you don't even know what you believed. It's a good place to rededicate your life. To believe. To believe. With us as Christians. That we believe in God the Father Almighty. The maker of heaven and earth. And in Jesus Christ Christ's only Son, our Lord. Who was conceived by the Holy Ghost. Born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered. Under Pontius. Yeah, Pontius Pilate. Yeah. He died. Was crucified. Died and buried. Yeah. He descended into hell. And on the third day. He uh, rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven. Seated on the right hand. Of God the Father Almighty. From thence, he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. We believe in the Holy Ghost. We believe in the Holy Catholic Church. We believe in the communion of the saints. We believe in the forgiveness of sins. We believe in the resurrection of the body and the life eternal. Amen. You want to give your life to Jesus? You want to say, I want to rededicate my life. I did not know what I believe in in the beginning. I don't know. I don't know. I've been in church. I've been going and coming, but this has never been. I don't know. Yes. Yes. I want you to say this prayer with me wherever you are and I believe God will save your life. Jesus will write your name in the book of life. Bow your head with me wherever you are. If you are driving Yeah, if you can stop, stop. If you cannot stop, confess this with me as we pray. Say with me, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, this afternoon, I believe in you as the only son, the only begotten son of God. You came, you came from heaven to earth to die for me. I believe in you. You are the son of God. By your blood, I am cleansed. I am washed in the name of Jesus. I know by your blood, all my sins are forgiven. In the name of Jesus. I confess you, Lord Jesus. I confess you, Lord Jesus. Be the Lord, the master, and the savior. Over my life. From today I will follow you. From today I belong to you. Please help me. To know you. More and more. Please write my name. In the book of life. From today I am yours. In Jesus name. Amen. Father I thank you for all. Who have. Rededicated their lives and those who have accepted you as their saviour this afternoon. Lord, I leave them before you, Lord. Let your grace never lack in our lives. Let your maces usher us into a new threshold where we will know you, we will love you, and oh yes, walk with you through your word, by your spirit. We thank you, Father, for your Son. Oh yes, Jesus Christ, who died for us. I thank you for every life. Oh, yes, this afternoon, I thank you. Let our lives never be the same because of what we have done. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Now, I want to pray for you. Wherever you are, if you are sick in any part of your body, I want to pray with you. Even COVID-19 will be healed now. Coronavirus cannot disturb you. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let the power of Holy Ghost. Let the power of Holy Ghost. Oh yes. Visit everyone who is listening to me now. In your room. In, on, in your bed. Wherever you are. May the influence of the Holy Spirit. Let the power come over you. Receive it now. Be healed now. Be touched. I rebuke every pain every condition, every sickness. Let it cease now in the name of Jesus. By the blood, be cleansed, be washed, be delivered from every condition that threatens your life. I speak against the spirit of fear. Oh yes. That burdens you. Let the yoke be broken. I demand your unconditional release. I demand your freedom in the name of Jesus. I speak health Strength and vigor, vitality into every bone, into every knee, into every back. Casham, take a band-aid. Be strengthened, be empowered. Every infection, hey, bacteria infection, viral infection, parasite. I rebuke your hold and your power over the people of God. For who the Son shall set free shall be free indeed. I declare you free in the name of Jesus. Hey.